You're listening to The Caregiver's Corner, your trusted source for advice and insight for navigating the journey of aging and caregiving. Our podcast focuses on many of the questions, concerns, trends, and struggles older adults and caregivers face each day. Enjoy and learn from various contributors and guests with topics such as dementia, caregiving, end-of-life decisions, aging resources, and more. Thanks for tuning in, and here's your host, Matt Gallardo. Hello, and thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can find the Caregiver's Corner podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Spotify. On today's episode, we will focus on helping you choose the right personal care home or assisted living residence. For those needing assistance in a facility or community, here in Pennsylvania, we have three main options. First, there are personal care homes, and we also have assisted living residences. These two are very similar, but they are licensed separately. And lastly, there's nursing care, or a nursing home as some may call it. Each has standard criteria and regulations they must follow in order to lawfully and effectively care for someone. But which is the right one for your aging parent or spouse? This is not always a black and white answer. The terminology is confusing and despite government standards and regulation, Different facilities may have some additional criteria that they're looking at. Lastly, these three options may vary from state to state. So consulting with a sales counselor, a social worker, or a physician can be a good starting point to learn which is the best option. Also, for those of you from Pennsylvania, please go back and listen to our second episode entitled, What's the Difference? Assisted Living versus Personal Care in Pennsylvania to get a better understanding of the two options. So, after getting a handle on these different options, additional hurdles include choosing the right community for yourself or your loved one and determining the right time for that move. Also, some caregivers struggle with conceding to someone else taking care of their loved one. However, as hard as it is sometimes, it's often the best remedy for their sake and for yours especially when living at home is no longer feasible, practical, or safe. The whole process of searching for, choosing, and then moving into a care facility can be tricky and at times overwhelming. So here to shed a little light, put you at ease, and answer some common questions is my very good friend, Robin Wirtz, Director of Admissions at Messiah Village. Welcome to the show, Robin. Hi, Matthew. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for doing this. I truly appreciate you being here. So before we jump in, I should say we will not be covering nursing care today. We'll save that for another time. But earlier, I touched on the fact that personal care homes and assisted living residences are licensed and governed state by state and provide similar services and care. So in general, they provide three meals a day, physical assistance for activities of daily living, like bathing or dressing, medication monitoring, laundry, and recreational activities. Um, Additionally, many providers augment those services by providing options like transportation, outpatient therapy, uh, or heavier amounts of care, and a variety of different amenities. For a frame of reference, here at Messiah Lifeways at Messiah Village, we offer personal care. 
which by the way, we refer to as enhanced living to confuse people a little bit more. But anyway, Robin, tell us what usually prompts someone to start looking for a personal care home? Well, usually uh, the caregiver or family will start to see an overall decline in the person's health or capabilities, maybe increased falls, illness, or hospitalizations. Uh, sometimes people just wait for a healthcare professional to say that it's time to make a change or make a move. Okay. Yeah, and ev- everyone sort of has their their different reasons for it. And, you know, I know sometimes it's also based on the caregiver being depleted or becoming frustrated. Um, even their coping methods sometimes become destructive. You know, sometimes we do see with caregivers, they're, you know, sometimes um, so stressed out that they begin to abuse alcohol or drugs or maybe eating is their vice. Um, so lots of different things can cause that. I think another thing that's intimidating for families is not knowing what level of care is needed. Um, It's important for them to know that they're not alone in determining whether their loved one needs personal care, memory care, nursing. Um, Can you provide some detail on how that's determined? Sure. Uh, First, our nursing staff will perform an assessment to help establish the best care setting for that person. We're looking to not only determine the appropriate level of physical, emotional, cognitive support, but we're also looking at neighborhood size and location to match the individual's preferences while also promoting the highest level of independence. And finally, a medical evaluation and written order from their physician is required. Yeah, and that's a a state requirement. So many people like the idea of aging in place or staying at home for as long as possible, but it can have its limitations, right? In some cases, caregivers get burnt out and can have feelings of resentment toward their loved one. Also, caring for someone at home can be overwhelming and unsafe if not well-planned. Isolation, boredom, and inactivity can also be problematic, especially if the person has stopped driving, has limited mobility, or their health is on the decline. This is especially true for those with dementia diagnosis. Our memory support program is designed to serve seniors that need a little extra TLC. They not only provide physical help, but also provide reminders, cueing, and guidance to help them navigate each day. The care, the staffing, and activities in Laurel Memory Support Neighborhood are geared specifically for those residents. So how do people feel, I should say, after they move in? Overall, it's usually a sense of relief and security. I often hear things like, I should have done this sooner. I don't know what I was waiting for. I don't know what I was afraid of. Um, I also hear from families that it's nice that they get to just be the daughter again and no longer the caregiver. They get to just visit and have that quality time with their with their mom or their dad again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it can be intimidating and, and scary. Um, and sometimes that's based on misconceptions. What are some of the misconceptions about moving into a personal care home or maybe some pleasant surprises people experience when they move in? Uh, Making this choice is not just about the need for care. Personal care and assisted living not only provide hands-on care and peace of mind, but it can also foster an improved and more active lifestyle. Many residents flourish in this setting. Socialization and peer activity strengthen the mind, body, and soul with a wide range of activities, clubs, events, and experiences. Residents have access to lots of amenities such as wellness and aquatics, educational, recreational, intergenerational, and faith-based programs, gardening, volunteering, social and cultural events. Another misconception is that people lose their independence. The reality is that many gain their independence. 
Uh, they're no longer isolated, and so they can interact, socialize, get their hair done, go exercise, attend an activity without having to rely on someone else to take them or arrange it for them. Another big myth is some people think they have to turn all their assets over or pay a large entrance fee to our personal care. Residents pay a monthly rental, not a large entrance fee. We do assess finances to see how long someone is able to pay for their care, and this also helps us determine our need for current and future benevolent care. So if someone does run out of funds and use our charitable funds, they're able to stay here for as long as they need to. Well, thank you for that. Um, again, I should mention that with Robin being here, the information that she's providing is pretty general, but some of it is specific to Maasai Village. So I would really encourage you uh, as the listener, if you are looking at different communities, you know, to ask some of these questions. But again, these are some general misconceptions and really it's important to do your homework and, and ask all the right questions and stress any concerns that you have. Um, these, uh, again, are all important factors to be aware of that people might be worried about making the move. I should also mention, Matt, that we have several different apartments to pick from, ranging from more affordable studios to large one and two bedroom apartments as big as 767 square feet. These have great closet space, living room areas, as well as a kitchenette. Hmm. Now, I know lots of residents bring their own furniture and decorate their apartments to their liking. Um, lots of really beautiful spaces that they can make their own, which really helps with the transition. I think another thing to keep in mind is that beyond a clear need for increase in care, um, and I always tell families this, recognizing the value um, and the opportunity of moving into a personal care home can be comforting and, and well-paced. You know, I really encourage a more proactive and positive experience when considering a move rather than a power struggle compounded by critical need or hurried placement. You don't want to wait to the last moment to make a big decision like this. Yes, I agree. And I, I too encourage people to do their research and homework ahead of time, get familiar with their options, uh, what they can afford, understand the assessment and move-in process, and even submit an application ahead of time. Doing the prep work before things turn critical can be a real burden lifted from the shoulders of the family or their caregiver. We don't charge an application fee, and you don't have to commit to move right away after submitting an application. Thank you. Well, this is great information, and you know, this whole process can be overwhelming. So again, being proactive um, is certainly great advice. Well, Robin, we really appreciate your time. I know you're very busy, uh, and we appreciate all the great information and advice you shared. But if someone wants more detail about personal care uh, and enhanced living at Messiah Village, what's the best way for them to connect? Uh, sure, and thanks again for having me, Matt. Um, they can call our Welcome Center at 717-790-8201, or you can visit messiahlifeways.org, and I'd be happy to help. Okay. Well, thanks again for being here, and I'll be sure to put the phone number and the website in the show notes. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in, and don't forget to click the subscribe button. Until next time, thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please be sure to subscribe to The Caregiver's Corner and never miss an episode. Or if you have an idea or a topic you'd like us to cover, please contact us at area code 717-591-7225. Thanks again for listening.